not to instruct you or to teach you, but it's really to confirm some things because these things that I'm going to talk to you tonight are already occurring. But notice Ephesians 3 in verse 21. The Bible said unto him, Be glory in the church. By Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end, amen. Now look at the statement again. Unto him, the Lord Jesus, be glory in the church. Unto him, be glory in the church. Thank you, you may be seated. This is what I want to talk to you tonight, about tonight. If I was given a title, if I had it on the screen, if I hadn't forgot it, please forgive me. It'd be on the screen, that's what you'd see. Sunday celebration. Sunday celebration. Unto him be glory in the church. Let's pray, and then I'll share with you a few things tonight. Father, in Jesus' name, as we come to you, you've been very good to us. You lifted us out, and we thank you for it. And Father, there's something you deserve as a result of all that you have done. There's something you expect from us as a believer. There is something you want from us as a believer. There is something you desire and, yea, something you demand from us as a child of God as a result of all that you have done for us. So, Father, tonight we thank you for what you're doing here. Father, help us to see, Lord, the mind and the will and the purpose of God for this place. Help me to be able to communicate my heart Help me to be able to share the things, Lord, that I feel and know that you have put in me. And I pray, Lord, you help us to see them. Help us to comprehend them. Help us to understand them, to grasp them. And, Lord, put them in the heart of every member of Temple Baptist Church. Not just my heart, but in the heart of every member. Continue to anoint us. I need you tonight. And I pray you'll fill me with the Holy Spirit and anoint me with the Holy Spirit and use me now for these next few moments and we'll thank you and praise you for it's in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Sharing the vision. What am I sharing the vision for? What am I trying to do in these few Sunday nights as we're talking about sharing the vision? For one thing, as I said last Sunday night, I want you to understand what we are talking about and where we feel that God is leading us. I want you to understand my heart. I want you to understand what God has put into my heart, what I believe that God has told me about what he wants to do here and where he wants us to go and what he wants us to do as a body of believers. I want you to understand that. We've talked about this and we've mentioned this here and there along the way and we've mentioned doing this and future plans and long-range goals and whatever. I want you to understand what we're talking about. I don't want you to just wonder about it and try to put it together like a puzzle. I want you to understand. That's what sharing the vision is all about, for you to understand. I want you to once again be reminded of things that I believe are essential. Last Sunday night we talked about prayer. Now you might think what a strange subject when you talk about sharing the vision. Get on past these things. Tell me about what you want to do and where we want to go. I'll get back to prayer later. No, no, no. The, there are some things that are essential. And there are some things that are fundamental. And there are some things that are indispensable to doing what God wants us to do. Therefore, we talked about prayer. We'll never know the will of God for our life until we learn to pray. We've got to go to God. You see, the thing that we should be concerned about as a church is not what do we want to do, but what does God want to do. 
And if we're not a praying people, we're not going to know what he wants, wants us to do. So we've got to pray. I encourage many of you. We talked about the prayer ministry. I hope that many of you will become a part of the prayer ministry. And I encourage you to be a part of the prayer ministry. If you haven't signed up for the prayer ministry, do so. We want you in there. Prayer is vital to where we go as a body of believers. Prayer is essential for us to know the mind of God and to experience the power of God and the presence of God. And whatever we choose to do in the future, the provision of God is necessary. Therefore, we must pray. And so we talked about that. And over the first few weeks here, I just want to remind you of some things that are essential. And when I talk about our services tonight, I'm talking about that which is essential. One of the things that I want to do as we talk about sharing the vision is to introduce to you certain terms or certain phrases that we want to use. And we want to use them because of what they say and because of what they communicate. Like tonight, I'm talking about Sunday celebration. I'll say more about that in a moment. But I use that term not just lightly, but I use that on purpose. Sunday celebration. And what does it mean? I'm going to introduce to you certain phrases and terms that we are going to begin using and terms that we're going to be adopting that will communicate to others certain things that we want to be communicated and will say to others certain things that we want them to say. So one of the reasons for sharing the vision is to introduce to you some of these terms and some of these phrases. But again, we're sharing the vision because there's going to be a point, as I said a moment ago, that we're going to ask you to get in on the vision. I'm simply sharing with you what I feel, and we'll share with you what I feel God wants us to do and where he wants us to go. But there's going to be a point that we're going to ask you to get in on what God is doing. And we're going to ask you to become a part and to catch the vision. So that's what we're doing when we're talking about sharing the vision. Now, I talked about prayer. Now, what I want to talk to you tonight is about our services. I'm talking about when we come to church. Maybe you've never even heard a message on just church services alone. I'm talking about when we meet on Sunday morning and when we meet on Sunday night. I want to talk to you about what service ought to be. I want to talk to you about what church ought to be. I believe you're learning already. I believe you're already learning what church ought to be without me ever telling you. It's amazing how the Holy Spirit can bring us along and teach us some wonderful things if we'll just follow Him. But I want to just talk to you about church services. For you see, prayer is vital. But would you not agree with me that our church service is very, very vital where we go in the days to come? You say, well, things have been getting out of hand around here lately. It hasn't got out of hand enough. Can I get an amen right there? You say, well, things like that, it goes on this morning. Won't that run people off? It might run a few off. But I've, if I, I have found, did, did you not see altars full this morning? I didn't see people running off. I saw them coming down. Can I get an amen right there? People we've been praying for and things that happen. But I'm talking about what church ought to be. You know, I believe this from the bottom of my heart. For many, many years, we have had the wrong concept of what coming to church is all about. We have misunderstood the purpose of coming on Sunday morning and Sunday night. For the majority of folks, this is how they think. They think in terms of what will I get out of church. Is that not the way the majority of people think? They go to church and this is their idea. I'm going to go to church to get something. 
And then if they don't really get something, then they go down the road and say, I'm not getting fed over there, so I'm going to go over here where they'll feed me. And, of course, they don't get fed over there in about six months, and they're going somewhere else to feed, and they're going here, there, and the other. But the whole idea is we have this mindset that church is where I go to get something. Now, don't misunderstand me. You do go to church to get something. You ought to be able to get something when you come to church. In fact, you should never come to church without leaving, saying, I got something today when I went to the house of God. Someone said to me as they came in tonight, said that was like going to meeting this morning. And it was. You ought to come to church. You ought to get blessed. You ought to be fed from the Word of God. Church, you ought to come and get something. But wait a minute. That's really not what church is all about. Church is not a matter of getting something. Church is a matter of giving something. Now let me say it again. You come in the church and God bringing his people together as we have assembled here today. We come, we do get some. We are ministered. We are built up. We grow in the faith. But the primary purpose of God bringing us together as we do on Sundays is not just to get something, but to give something. Notice what the text said. Unto him be glory in the church. In other words, when you come to church, it is not only that you get something from God, but you come to church primarily to give something to Him. Not just that you are getting. I'm told about you giving something to the Lord. In other words, a church service, whether it be Sunday morning, Sunday night, or whether it be Wednesday night, ought to be a time when you come to give God glory. It ought to be a time when you come to open your heart and unto him be glory in the church. And listen, folks talk about, well, I didn't get anything today. Here's the question. What did you give today? I found out a long time ago that the more I give, the more I'm going to get. Now, if you didn't get anything when you came to church today, it may be because you didn't give anything when you came to church. If you want to get something, then learn how to give something. What are you talking about? I'm talking about God getting glory. I'm talking about the believer when he comes to church giving glory unto the Lord. In other words, let me put it this way. When you come to church, and you've heard me put it this way before, but I'm going to say it again. When you come to church, you did not come to a funeral home. You did not come to a funeral home. When you came to church... You came to the house of God on the first day of the week, the day our Lord got up out of the grave, the day our Lord rose again. You know what Sunday ought to be? You know what church ought to be? You know what Sunday morning ought to be? You know what Sunday night ought to be? It should be more than a church service. It should be a church celebration. It is more than Sunday services. It is Sunday celebrations. Can I get an amen right there? It is giving glory unto the Lord. Not just you coming, sitting like a knot on a log and saying, give me and give me and give me and give me. No, it's coming in the door saying, God's already done this for me. God saved my old hell-deserving soul. Wrote my name in the Lamb's book of life. Washed my sins away. It is coming in the door saying, He's alive, and I'm celebrating the fact that I'm alive in Jesus Christ. That's what church is all about. Say amen right there. For that reason, 
There ought to be some things that goes on in church. Can I point them out to you? It may be, just let, me, let me just throw this in here. Let me, since I don't have any notes, let me just interject this in right here. Can I do that? Might as well. I don't know anything else to do. Say amen right there. But this might be somebody. Well, I'm really excited about what God is doing here. I'm enjoying coming to church, aren't you? Aren't you enjoying coming to church? Don't you feel like you've been coming to church around here lately? Don't you really feel like you've been coming to church? I said, don't you feel like you've been coming to church? Amen? That's the way it ought to be. But just in case, there may be somebody here that's just a little bit nervous or a little bit uncomfortable or somebody is going through their head. And I throwed this in last Sunday morning. But somebody might think, boy, the way things are going over there, uh, the, them charismatics, and as an old mountain preacher used to say upon, them charismatics to start coming in over the church. Well, I want you just, just in case you are worried, I want you to understand this. I found, let, me just, let me put it this way. Where do you think the charismatics learn to praise God? Praising God's not limited to charismatic. Where do you think they learn it? Where do you think they learn how to lift their hands to God? Where do you think they learn how to praise the Lord? I'll tell you who they learn it from. They learn it from the Baptists. Can I get an amen right there? But don't you worry about it. This one thing, this one area that I do not, do not have an ounce of wobble room in. I can't, I will not wobble in this area. When it comes to tongues and it comes to this kind of stuff, I will not and will not tolerate it. I don't have any wobble room in that area whatsoever, so I don't want you to worry about it. But I want you to understand this. Baptists were shouting long before there ever, ever was an Azuzu street. And Baptists were praising God long before there ever was a charismatic. Baptists have been praising God. The Church of Jesus Christ has been praising God ever since it got started. And so it's not charismatic, it's Bible. Can I get an amen right there? But, but somebody might be a little bit worried about it. Don't, don't get worried about it. Don't be bothered about it. Don't get, uh, maybe you're a little uncomfortable. Well, Terry said it this morning, I agree with it. If you're uncomfortable in these kind of services, boy, you're in for a long eternity. Can I get an amen? Because that's all you're going to do. You're not going to heaven, sit on the golden stream and fish the rest of your life. You're not going up there to sit around on the portico of your mansion. You're not going to be sitting in the back room of an air-conditioned mansion, 50-room mansion, and with a big screen TV. No, I'm going to tell you what you're going to be doing. When you get to heaven throughout all of eternity, you're going to be doing one thing, giving glory unto Him. You're going to be worshiping Him. You're going to be praising Him. That's what we're going to be doing. Jesus is the center of heaven. He is the theme of heaven. And all of eternity, we're going to be praising the Lord. So what we're talking about, celebrating. So there ought to be some things happening. All right, let me just mention a few of them, for example. What should be going on when we come to church on Sunday morning? Well, for one thing, there ought to be some singing. Look at Psalm 47, I believe it is. Psalm 47, and notice verse 6. Psalm 47, verse 6. I'm talking about rip-roaring singing. I'm talking about saints of God singing, choir singing, congregational singing. I'm talking about you singing from your heart. 
Psalm 47, verse 6, the Bible said, Sing praises to God. Sing praises. Sing praises unto our King. Sing praises. Do you not get the impression there that He wants us to sing praises unto the Lord? When we come to church, we ought to sing praises to God. I mean, when we come, we ought to worship God in song. It ought to be alive as people sing to the Lord and as they worship the Lord. Amen? Amen. I'll tell you something else ought to go on around church. Because of what we ought to be giving to God and because it's a celebration, not a funeral home, there should not only be some singing, there ought to be a little shout. Look at Psalm 35. Look at Psalm 35. That shouting bothers me. I love it. Keep it up. Amen. Amen. Psalm 35. Look at verse 27. Psalm 35 and verse 27. Let them shout for joy and be glad that favor my righteous call. Yea, let them say continually, let the Lord be magnified with hath, which hath pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. You want all to go on at church? There ought to be some shouting going on. What are you talking about? I'm talking about people saved. Happy they're saved. People that express that joy. People that are not ashamed to express that joy. People that rejoice. Now you look at shouting in the Bible, you say, but that, isn't that Brother Ken? Isn't that just you in your heart as you close your eyes? And, and as you look out through the starry skies, isn't that a matter of you and your heart just worshiping? No, it's not. When the Bible talks about shouting, it is a word that describes that which is both vocal and that which is visible. You cannot find in the Bible praise that is not vocal and it's not visible. You can't find silent praise in the Bible. Praise in the Bible is vocal and it's visible. When you come to church, you ought to shout to the Lord and give praises unto God. I'll tell you something else that ought to go on in church. And you're getting good at this. Look at Psalm 47 in verse 1. Clapping ought to go on in church. Psalm 47 in verse 1. I've heard some of these straight-laced fellows say, I don't like that clapping. God does, and if he likes it, I like it, and we're going to do it. Say amen right there. Psalm 47, notice verse 1. You didn't realize this in the Bible. Psalm 47 verse 1. Oh, clap your hands, all you people. Shout unto God with the voice of triumph. Clapping is in order. When you come to church, clapping is not saying, boy, that you did a good job. Clapping is saying, God is good. It is praises unto the Lord. Something blesses your heart, you ought to express your blessing that you've got. Don't be embarrassed or intimidated to shout unto the Lord. If you want to jump up like Aaron and shout, go ahead. You want to lift your hands, go ahead. You want to express it in a vocal and a visible way, go ahead. Something blesses you, you want to clap, clap. You want to stand to your feet and clap? Go ahead. Nothing wrong with it. Why? We've come to celebrate. That's what we're in church for. Look at Psalm 134. I'll tell you another thing, it ought to go on in church. Not only should there be singing, not only should there be shouting, not only should there be clapping, but Psalm 134 and verse 2 tells us there ought to be lifting of hands. Psalm 134 and verse 2, the Bible tells us we ought to lift our hands. Look at it. Psalm 134, 2. Let me get over there. Psalm 134, 2. He says, lift up your hands in the sanctuary and bless the Lord. You looking at me? Not a thing with a Baptist lifting his hands and giving praise to God. It's not a, look at me, it's not a thing wrong with a Baptist lifting both of his hands and giving praise to God. 
Not a thing wrong with a Baptist clapping his hands about what God has done. Not a thing wrong with somebody saying, praise God, glory be to God. Not a thing wrong with somebody rejoicing. Why? That's what God wants. You see, I'm talking about what church is all about. You want to get something out of church, then give to God what he ought to get out of church. When you come to church, don't sit here like knots on the log. Don't just sit here and say, but I don't feel anything. I mean, let me ask you something. Under God, when do you have to feel something to tell God you love him? When do you have to feel something to know that God is good? I come to church on Sundays. There are days I don't feel good. But you can't point to a Sunday. In 15 years I've been here, you had not saw me sitting there lifting my hands in this service. I've done it all of my life. I'm going to do it all of my life, no matter where I'm sitting and what platform I'm sitting on. God deserves to be praised, and I'm going to praise Him. But there have been days I didn't feel like praising God, but I don't praise God because I feel good. I praise God because He's good. And I don't praise God because I feel something. I praise God because of what He's done. If I never felt another breeze from glory, the very fact that I'm a child of God gives me grounds enough to spend the rest of my life clapping my hands and lifting my hands and raising my voice to God. The very fact that I'm saved, that's all you need to do. So in other words, I planned this several weeks ago to teach you how to worship. But the Holy Ghost said, I'll do the teaching. You just remind them they're doing the right thing. Isn't it good? I'm saying to you, we come to church, and what you'll see from henceforth is we won't talk about Sunday services. We're going to talk about Sunday celebration because that's what it is. You might as well get it. Jesus is good, isn't he? He saved us. We're going to go to church and celebrate. We're going to go to church and celebrate. Down the road in a couple of weeks, we're going to give you some things and share with you some ideals and ministries and goals we're doing. We sat in at Eakin Board tonight. I said, fellas, this is what's in my heart. But before I tell you what's in my heart, I want to know how you feel. I want to know if God's doing it. I want to know what he's doing in your heart and what he's going to do it in your life. And they started talking. And they started talking about doing the same things I was fixing to tell them we wanted to do. Amen. And we all talked about what, and I'm excited about it. One of them said, why we got to wait two weeks, preacher? Won't we do it tonight? I said, well, it's kind of like putting salt in the water or whatever. You know what I'm talking about, amen? God is good to us, is he not? Temple Baptist Church, I want you to remember this. We come here, and I don't care how anybody else does it. I don't care if the church down the road does it different. I don't care if the one down the road does it different. I don't care what one so-and-so thinks about it, what Dr. So-and-so may say about the matter. I mean, listen, we are our own folk. And the only thing that matters to me is what the Bible says. And I'm kind of like you. I'm kind of tired of dead religion. You know what dead religion does? Nothing. Folks come to church in an old, dead, dry church, nothing to move them, nothing to stir them, nothing to break them. But if they'll go to church and there's some folks there that's been saved 
and they're glad they're saved and happy they're saved and they'll rejoice in God and give something to God, it's not long God starts putting something back in return and God starts giving back and they start getting saved and they start getting right and they start coming. That's what it's all about. So what I'm saying to you tonight is this. You come to church to celebrate. Have that attitude when you come. Don't come in here dragging, saying, I ain't got anything to shout about. You're not going to hell. That's enough. Celebrate. That's what church is all about. It's a Sunday celebration. Let's stand there our feet. Those that are going to be baptized, you can begin to slip out and begin to get ready. The ladies will go right through here, and right through the ladies' restroom and up the stairs, and the men will go down this side. You can begin to slip out and begin to get ready. And I'll be back there in just a moment. But I want you just to get in on what God is doing. Are you saved tonight? Are you glad? Then always, always give unto Him glory. Unto Him be glory in the church. Start coming to church with this attitude. Lord, I've always come to get something out of services. But God, I'm going to start going to give you something. Instead of being concerned about getting something from you, I'm going to go to be concerned about giving something to you. I'm going to give you glory. I'm going to worship you. I'm going to love you. And I promise you this, the more you give to God, the more you'll get from God. And if you really want to enjoy a service, then just let the focus of your worship be to give something to the Lord. Our heads are bowed, our eyes are closed. There might be somebody in this room tonight that's not saved. When we talk about giving God the glory, we're not just talking about having a good time. We're not just talking about just hooping it up. We're talking about God's people being excited they're saved. And God's people worshiping God, worshiping God in a way that God would want to be worshiped, not intimidated or embarrassed in worshiping God, where they lift their hands or clap their hands, shout or whatever it may be, not the least bit restricted or intimidated. We're talking about people that are saved and happy of it. But there might be someone in this room tonight that has never been saved. You do not know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. I want to invite you to come in just a moment. There might be someone in here, you say, Brother Ken, I don't know all you're talking about, but one thing's for certain, I wouldn't want to go to hell. I want you to know there's a Savior that we love and we're worshiping that'll save you. And if you'll come to Him tonight, He'll save you. If you get out of your seat and walk down here, somebody take the Bible and they'll show you how you can be saved. There may be folks that want to come unite with our church tonight. You like what's going on. You want to get in on it. Invite you to come. I think about this day. What a blessed day it's been. Amen. What a blessed summer it's been. Summertime when most of the time everything's going down. Here we are, the 4th of July weekend. Most preachers take their vacation on the 4th of July because they don't want to be there on the 4th of July Sunday because they know how down it's going to be and it discourages them. But here we are, building full this morning and practically full tonight. Isn't that a blessing? Isn't that a blessing? Amen. Talking about things running folks off. Looks to me like it's working. God's a blessing. And so we praise Him. But there might be folks tonight, God is leading you to become a part of our church and this is where you want to be a member. We invite you to come. I'm going to sing this one verse then I'm going to pray, then I'm going to begin to get ready for the baptism. But if God's speaking to you, you come, whatever the reason, whatever the purpose, as we sing, come. Amen.
Just get up out of your seat. Come on. You want to talk to the Lord about something? Do it. We're going to pray in just a moment. Amen. Amen. Anyone? You come to business with the Lord. <laughs> Praise His name. Amen. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. be seated Terry won't you come up here and this is what I want you to do while I slip out to get ready for baptism we sung that song a while ago somebody ought to testify I want him he'll be up here and I want you folks you just want to stand up and praise the Lord while I go get ready to baptize these are folks up here going to follow the Lord and believers baptism that's worth celebrating amen making it public what is taking place private but maybe tonight you just want to rejoice Terry take some testimonies happening at Temple Baptist Church. And I'll tell you something else. My young people love what has happened at Temple Baptist Church. Uh, I have parents ask me a lot of times, what's wrong with our kids? What's wrong with teenagers today? They know what's real and what's not. And they know what's dead and what's not. And our young people are attracted to life. Uh, they don't want to sit on a church pew and die like the generation previous to them has done in so many places. And I just want to thank you for being a part of what we're involved in. This is wonderful, isn't it? Say amen. Turn around and look and saw the building full, and Aaron looked at me and said, if you get on fire, people will come to watch you burn. <laughs> and I said, amen. I like that. Maybe somebody wants to stand up right now and say, I'm not ashamed. I want to say that I love the Lord and just, just say a word of testimony tonight. Anybody, quickly. Amen. Go ahead. Yes. <laughs> Amen. That's right. I see. So I I had a, I won't mention name. I had a fellow I went to school with come came to church here one time. His first time he'd ever came. He's one of the teachers at my school, and the night he came to baptize, of course, as soon as the person come up out of the water, Raymond let out one of his war hoots. And that old fellow said that scared me to death. And I said, I wanted to say to him, Jesus ever gets real to you, it won't scare you, it'll please you. Go ahead, brother. Yes, he does. Amen. Come on, somebody else. Go ahead, brother. I do too. Amen. Down here on the boulevard. Let's baptize and celebrate baptism. All, right, all those testimonies are a blessing, aren't they? Folks are saved and let the redeemed of the Lord say so. It's what baptism is all about. Baptism is expressing publicly what is taking place in the hearts of individuals privately. Janice, 
in obedience to the divine command of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and upon your profession of faith in him, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. divine command of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and upon your profession of faith in him, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. command of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and upon your profession of faith in him I baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Let's all stand. That's what I'm talking about celebrating. Folks being saved, lives being changed. Tuesday night, 7 o'clock, you have something to Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, when you leave tonight, please, if you can, they've asked if we, if everybody would try to leave out these side doors. Apparently, there's an emergency uh, in the back. If, if I don't know the details, but if you can try to leave out the side doors, that'll help us. Thank you. Yeah, I think we have someone sick in the lobby they're working with there. So if you go out the side doors, you're dismissed. Shake hands and fellowship as you leave. <laughs> <laughs>